I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everyone welcome to another episode of the dope black woman podcast and we have a returning guest with us zizi mills hi how are you i'm good i'm good i don't know if you remember that you were on dope black woman podcast two two years ago i think no i do i remember i do i remember yeah yeah, it was like in the height of the pandemic right yeah and everyone was just literally zooming our lives away and yeah i remember and, <laughs> and here we are still zooming our lives away i know right we, we've kept some of the pandemic culture which i'm not mad at to be fair i'm not mad at it well this is what i was gonna start off with i mean so much has happened since i think it was 2020 you were on whole hand a whole pandemic has happened you've been doing a lot of acting you're hosting as like proper turn up even more than it was before and now you're hosting a live stream to Road to Afro Nation. I mean, your career has taken this whole new trajectory. And what's the most like exciting part about it? You know, like what what are you enjoying the most? Um, I think what I'm enjoying the most is um getting to do something that I really enjoy as a job, as like as a career, if that makes sense. I know that sounds like such a like a typical thing to say but I honestly don't take it for granted because I have been in that position where I've had to wake up every morning and go to like a job that I don't really like you get what I mean so because I've I've experienced that I never take it for granted like when I was in when I was in Portugal doing the live stream it was just weird to me because I'm like wait a minute I've always wanted to go Afro Nation like from when Afro Nation first happened and I missed it the first one and then I booked for this one but this one didn't happen because of the pandemic so then to be there and actually working with like YouTube and Afro Nation it was just a bit of like a pinch me moment so those type of things are those are that um, those are the most exciting and rewarding things for me personally yeah so it's still kind of surreal yeah 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 definitely especially when you get to have fun like you you're working but then you're also having fun and you get to meet people and then you know I got to I stayed an extra day because I wanted to watch Chris Brown so even all of those things it just you know I I never take it for granted yeah is this something that you saw for yourself from the very beginning like how did you even get to this place what did you did you say yes I want to start hosting yes I'm going to be an actress this is what I'm going to do like what was um I think the acting thing was like a thing where I was I said I wanted to do it from a young age my mom tells me (laughs) Um, so 
I think the acting thing, that was like, a, I, I, I want to do this. This is something that I want to chase. And then the whole presenting, hosting thing kind of came because the acting thing wasn't really going the way I wanted it to go. So then I tried to find something else. Um, but even then, I didn't necessarily think it would be what it is now, if that makes sense. Um, like when I released the first Easy Meal show, I was just like, well, we'll see what happens. Like whatever happens, happens. I can't. I tried, do you get what I mean? Or I'm trying um, at the time. So yeah, it's um, it's always still, it wasn't like this part wasn't planned. I think the acting thing was more of a planned, I wanted to do it type of thing. Whereas this was just like an after because that wasn't really working out. But this is, seems to be the thing that's working out. That goes in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching your most recent interview with Lotta Ash. Right, yeah. And you were talking about kind of how sometimes life turns out to be so much more than what you expected it to be or completely right. different than what you expected it to be and how you went through this kind of like mid-quarter life crisis. Yeah. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that. What was it like? Where did it come from? Um, it was, I think, again, it's just like the pressure that we put up, put on ourselves, you know, um of like I have to hit this goal by this time and if I don't I'm waste or I'm a failure and um, I think just looking back on it it was kind of I wish um I wish I just enjoyed that time even the time where I was like oh my god things are not going great in my life it still was fun I still I wasn't like I still had fun times but I was I was so um caught up in you know things not happening that I didn't even, I didn't enjoy those fun times to the mm. fullest, if that makes sense. Do you get what I mean? Like when you look back now, you think, oh my God, I was having so much fun. But I also remember at that time I was really down and I felt a certain type of way, but I could have just had fun. I could have just enjoyed the process of how, you know, life is. But I think obviously hindsight is good. And like I said, I'm still young. So now I kind of just adopt that culture always. So even now, if I don't think things are going my way, I just always remember to just enjoy that moment because I'll look back in like a couple of years time and be like, do you know what? It all worked out. So, you know, when you think things are not working out, they usually will work out. Do you get what I'm saying? So just enjoy yeah. that time. Yeah. I think that's so many, that pressure in particular is something that women have to deal with more so yeah. than I think. I don't know if that, if you feel that way as well. Yeah. Um, there's just so many things also that we have to think of. Like even yesterday I was talking to someone and I was saying like, you know, as I've got older and probably more kind of settled in my ways, I've thought like, you know, do, do I want to have children? You know, all these things that you're kind of told you should have, like you should be a mum by this age. You should want to get like, um, I definitely want to have like a companion or, or, or something of that nature. But when I think like, do I read, like, is it, you know, and I think I saw some of the post the other day, it was like, oh, um, like when you have kids, you have to really, really want them. Like you should really, really want the kids. And they said, don't you don't just have kids because, you know, I can't remember what they said, but it, I really, it resonated with me because I thought, yeah, do I, is that something that I truly like desire? You know, like you meet some women and they like say, you know, from 13 or 14, I've just always wanted to be a mum. Like I've just wanted to be a mum and I've never been that type of woman. Um, so it's just kind of like oh do I want it um and then I was like you know and then kind of like what I was saying it's like we have all these like preconceived you know um ideas of what we should be like as a woman or what makes us a woman do you get what I mean so 
I've, you know, I'm thinking about those things and where those things have come from as well. Like who told me I'm supposed to be a mum? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Who told me like, where did I get this idea from? Um, so I'm like challenging all those types of things myself because then also, you know, I'm going to be, I'm 33 at the end of this month. And then it's all that kind of thing. Like you haven't had kids yet. You're not settled down yet. Like all these other things, as well as like trying to make sure you've got like this good career, then it's all these other things like, well, why have, why does anyone want you? Why are you single? And all these other things. It's like, oh, God, can I breathe or not? You know I know what you mean. Like, I'm 38 now. And so right. you can imagine oh gosh, you the level. Look, you're so young. Gosh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get that pressure. Every time I go to the gyno, she's like, so why are you not having any children yet? Right, right, right. I'm talking to my aunts and uncles. They're like, when are you going to get married? Why you don't have a boyfriend? And it's funny because I've, I'm starting to create this life for myself where I'm trying to go kind of spend half my time in Jamaica and half my time here. And they're right, like, right, everybody's right. first question is like, so what are you going to do when you have a kid? And I'm just like, I'll just strap the baby on my back and keep it. <laughs> yeah. Why do I need to dictate Why does anybody need to dictate what me raising a child would look like if I, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think a lot of women in our group are struggling with that as well as like, how do they live their lives without having people judge them for it? And I, uh, yeah. I feel like you have a very, um, even in your interviews, you're quite open and you're quite honest and you're quite, and as a result, people perceive you as being quite controversial. And how do you right. manage kind of the judgment and the backlash and the questions and all of that? Like what advice would you give to to some of the women? I think, you know, um, I think nothing gives me more peace than being myself, if that makes sense. Because it's like, you don't have to filter yourself. You don't have to like constantly, like when I talk, I'm just talking from how I feel. And I've been like that from the beginning. So I don't ever have to change how I am the more, I guess, the more popular or the more people know about me because I've always kind of been myself. So I think what happens sometimes is you get to a certain level and then you kind of have to start like filtering yourself or changing or whatever. And then you, then when it comes to creating content, because my content is quite just me being me, mm -hmm. um, I don't have to overthink it. It's just, if I want to tweet something, it's literally how I'm thinking at that moment. Or if I want to do a video, it's how I'm thinking at the moment. And when I started this, I always thought, I don't want to ever have to like filter myself or second guess what I'm saying, because that's mm -hmm. not how people know me, if that makes sense. So I kind of just from the beginning, just said everything that I wanted to say. And whether you agree with me, you don't, you do or you don't, that's up to you. But I'm not going to like not say what I want to say. Um, mm. That is just gives me the freedom to kind of just be me yeah. and not have to overthink anything because that's, again, that's not how I am. So, yeah. That's interesting, actually, because having grown up in a Jamaican household, you're often taught like, don't airy dirty laundry or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to keep up appearances a certain way. So were your parents um, strict about the, you know what you were allowed to say? Like, how was your par what was your parents' response when you first started doing ZZ Mills? Um, when I first started doing ZZ Mills show, my mum was not impressed at all. <laughs> she was like, "What is going on? Why are you talking about your sexuality? Why are you talk? Why are you swearing? What is going on?" And I was just kind of like do you know what I said to her I remember she sent me this like long essay and I 
said to her like you know if he, I'm not gonna like even look to my even to my mom I was like I'm not gonna change so it's either you don't watch it to mm. just bear yourself how you're feeling now which right. fine or you watch it and but if you watch it I don't want essays every week so decide what you want to do basically that was kind of my thing and um I remember that I spoke to one of my friends and she was just like yeah I get what you're saying but I also get what your mum's saying you have to understand where she's coming from mm-hmm. so I remember I just sent her like a bunch of flowers after she sent me this Aww. he sent me this like long essay about why she thought this was wrong and da 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 and I remember I sent her like a bunch of flowers and I think the note said something like uh sorry if I upset you but hopefully it'll all be worth it or something along the lines of that yeah mm-hmm. and I just left it at that like I'm you know I'm not I'm I wasn't gonna stop talking how I spoke but I didn't want her to be upset so um yeah that was kind of the response from her and um even sometimes my friends they'd be a bit like oh don't you think that's a bit much like you should not have said that and I was just like listen Neil don't worry don't worry about me like just 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 it's fine just don't it's fine um and yeah that kind that's kind of how it is yeah I mean my parents are not even alive and I still worry about the things that I say on the podcast right, right, like, right. like oh my god my aunt might be listening to this or my godmother right. might be listening to this yeah, but yeah it's true you just have to be yourself and and cross your fingers that nobody's gonna take it personally I suppose yeah, like, exactly. how, does she, how does she feel about it now does she watch or does she just not watch now oh yeah she watches she she watches she watched from before and I think she got used to it and they should even like message me like oh that was a good interview I wish you asked this or she'd be like I wish you let him finish saying this because he was about to say something really interesting and then you cut him off and I'll be like yeah mom <laughs> um but she yeah she likes she loves it now and um, that's one thing about my mum, even if she has a little bit of a, mm, about it, she will always still support, do you get what I mean? She'll always go and watch, she'll always, yeah. Um, so now, yeah, she, um, like even now when I'm out and I'm like with people come and be like, oh, hi, Zizi. And I'm like, hi, oh, you're right. She's like, oh my God, you need to be more lively when people come <laughs> up to you. And I'm like, mum, like, <laughs> They know what I'm like. I'm not. They know I'm not like. Hi. Oh my God. You're right. Yeah. I'm like more chilled and laid back. So yeah. But you need to be. You know. And I'm like. Oh. They understand. It's fine. Turning into a proper mama, Joe. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. I mean, you've done a lot of interviews, and my obviously as a Jamaican, some of my favorite interviews have been with Jamaican artists, like hey. the Man interview, Sean yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Sean Paul yeah. interview is actually really good because. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him be more open. Thanks, with, thank you. Yeah, with another uh, interviewer. And then obviously the White Yardie yeah, uh, yeah. interview was very controversial, but extremely good. And it brought up a lot of, I think, sociocultural issues that right. people yeah, 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 yeah. about. But what's been your kind of favorite interview and your least favorite, actually? if you want to my most my I have a few favorites like I really enjoyed speaking with Julie that was like a sparring mm. like a sparring um match because she's obviously does her thing as well yeah. so she's so good at her job as well so it was like a whole it was like a sharpening iron moment like do you get what I mean she really kept me on my toes and I love that and like people like Russ um he because he just gave me so much and even you know, like there's been so many, I've had so many good interviews, like even 
um, like yeah, Russ, Julie, Ed Sheeran, like Wiley will always be like one of my favorites because mm. it like, was just such a like a moment, like culturally, it was such yeah. a thing. Um, and then like um my least favorite would probably be it's not my least favorite but I would say my like my tough ones where I've been like oh my god it's like drawing blood from a stone it's probably like ocean he knows that I always say that because he was so difficult and probably RV as well he was quite difficult but we it was a de- it was a decent conversation but those type of ones where it's like difficult to kind of get stuff out of them yeah. because um for whatever reason whether they're just a bit weary of me or they don't know like what angle I'm gonna come at them um they're, they're but even those it just kind of sharpens your skills anyway so yeah I was gonna say what because you're I feel like your approach similar to Roshan and I at DBW is very like you're just yourself and you share as much as you ask and you you know there's a a real exchange of information and just personality so what do you do when people just don't want to share or don't want to talk uh you just have to like you literally just have to plow through and like (laughs) And you just be like, yeah. And then you kind of just, you either tell them like, loosen up a little bit or like, why are you being so, with me, I'll be like, why are you not, what is this? Like, why are you not saying anything? Just calling them all. Um, like, yeah, like what's going on? What's the point of this? Um, but you just have to plow through. And honestly, like, cause you will get those people and, and, and those type of people actually help you for when you do, whenever you do kind of like the live streaming stuff, because it's like, you can't, sometimes if someone's awkward in an interview you can edit around it and make it mm-hmm. if there's yeah. like a long pause or it gets a bit awkward you can either you can cut the gap down you can make it not seem like such a long pause do you get what I mean there's so many things you can do but when it's live it there's nothing you can do if the person's just giving you one word answers there's you have to literally work around it so to I see all of it as like a learning type of thing if I'm being honest yeah. with you yeah um going back to what you said about kind of where you were at 25 or 27 and kind of where you are now at 33 do you think that there's anything that scares you the most in terms of uh wanting to accomplish things or being afraid that you won't accomplish things certain things like what is the scariest thing now that you're at this age um I think the thought of like how long things will last, if mm. that makes sense, because, you know, nothing really lasts forever. So, um, so you kind of have that idea of like, okay, you know, um, you know, just how long things will last, if that yeah. makes sense. I mean, yeah, like how long it. will you be able to do what you love? Right. Yeah. How long? And like in an ideal world, I think if you, I think in an ideal, I think though, if you play your, if you do it strategically and you think about how you where you want to be placed then you can have like a a long lasting career and I think that's why I'm kind of happy with how mine has been because it's been like a gradual thing it's been like a steady growth and I like that I like that element of being it being a steady growth so so far yeah that's probably my main my main thing of you know just making sure that you stay um you stay current and you stay but not current in a corny way but like authentically current if that makes sense you know you can see people like really trying to be current and it's so corny and cheesy and cringe and it's like oh god just let it go babe like honestly (laughs) just let it all go please so 
I would say like growing old gracefully like in your career but in a nice way yeah I think the whole thing about authenticity is important right like when Rashan and I started DBW it was very very organic I think I had just gone through a really shitty breakup right hated her job we were thrown together in a whatsapp group and thank thankfully thank god we got along right, right yeah. it just became another avenue for us to do what we love to do which is to support black women and mm -hmm. we'll ride it for as long as we can in terms of how long we're able to use this as a platform to support black women and share with black women and then something will just organically happen again that will yeah, yeah. allow us to pivot right mm -hmm. um, what do you think your next pivot will be? Like, what's next for you? Um, I definitely kind of, um, I definitely want to start getting into documentaries. That's like okay. something that I'm really interested in doing. And um, so, yeah, that's the thing. And we'll, I guess we'll see what happens with this whole acting thing. Keeps knocking on the door. And um, yeah, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but I've been like having a few auditions here and there and whatnot. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, but as it stands, like I like, I like how, I like doing unapologetic. I like all those type of things. I like the the panel-based shows and the, the current, you know, current affair shows where we get to talk about things that are happening. I enjoy doing that with Yinka. Um, and yeah, so that type of like, just building like my TV presence, I think is like my main thing over the next couple of years. Um, and yeah. And you have season two coming up, right? Yeah, season two is coming. It got recommissioned. So that's kind of, that was really cool. That was like, that was like a nice thing to, to hear and to the to receive um the news. So that was good. Yeah, that was that's that's I'm looking forward to that, yeah. And what do you have planned coming up for season two? Do you have any exciting Well, I'm not I don't even know. Um it's definitely like bigger and better, definitely uh um more type more different guests more diverse guests and um definitely not holding back like do you know what I mean I think we we figured it all we kind of we figured it out in this uh, season one and now we're gonna like really dive deep in now you know what I mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um so I feel like as I said before a lot of uh changes have happened you've grown so much in your career i'm sure that's been complemented by kind of personal growth and learning about yourself and i think the pandemic in particular has been such a i mean most people will say oh you know i had so much time to reflect and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to grow and all that kind of stuff and we ask this question every time someone comes on the show and we asked you when you came on last time, what makes you a dope black woman? I'm not going to remind you of what you said, um, but I would like to know what your answer is today. What do you think makes you a dope black woman? I'll tell you what you said afterwards is to see if there's, if it's different. I, mean, yeah, I think what makes me a dope black woman is that Um, this, this is going to sound so like because of the show, but I'm actually, I feel like I'm very unapologetic. I am who I am. Like, and I don't, I don't kind of, I'm open to listening to other people's opinions, of course, and taking them in. Mm -hmm. But kind of what I believe, I will stand by it. And even if that means I'm going to get dragged or 
rinsed or people are going to call me like names and insult me like what I believe in and what I what I'm passionate about I will always stand by it or or them whatever that is if it's a person or a, a movement or an idea or an opinion I will always stand stand by it and I think that's what makes me a dope black woman to be fair you actually said pretty much the same exact thing last time. Hey. The level of authenticity. In- because it's true. I think like, like that's basically what makes me, I think that's what makes a lot of people just dope, like black women. Do you get what I mean? We, And we've also, and the fact that, you know, we go through a lot on a daily basis, you know what I mean? And we, and I, we still keep plowing through. We still keep doing whatever we need to do. You know, we like, and I, and I love that a lot of us are kind of just, like leaning into our vulnerability as well recently Mm -hmm. and and I'm enjoying that seeing that a lot of black women are kind of just like oh who cares about this whole like strong black woman narrative and every day I have to be strong and I have to be hard and I have to like you know be this person that is not like can't be upset or can't be emotional or can't show how I feel or can't show that actually no I do feel like overlooked by the world and I'm allowed to say that without people calling me weak so I love that for us now that people are just like, no, I'm going to say how I feel and I'm not going to be afraid to. And it actually takes a lot of courage and strength to be able to share your vulnerabilities, right? To be exactly, able to 100%, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times, like, they use it against us. Like, you know what I mean? You, you, you're, you're vulnerable and it's like, oh, yeah, I thought you were this and I thought you were that. And it's just like, well, no, I can be actually everything in one. I'm allowed to be vulnerable. I'm allowed to be strong. I'm allowed to be, you know... Um, moist or like lovey dovey, but I still not put up with any bullshit either. So do you get what I mean? Like, can, yeah. like you know, what I'm saying like all these things. I don't have to be either or. I can be everything. Like everyone else gets to be everything. Do you get what I mean? Is it difficult to do that in the industry, like under the white gaze, as it were? Um, I do you know what I think it's um. I think it's difficult to do it under, yes, the white gaze, but I think it's actually more ourselves to each other. Mm -hmm. So when you are like, when you are maybe a little bit vulnerable, you might have other black women telling you, oh, why are you doing that? You're making us look weak. Do you get what I mean? Or why are you talking about these things? Or, you know, you get, do you get what I mean? So, and I think it's ourself and also underneath the black men gaze as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, as a black woman, you can't, be this or you can't talk about this or you shouldn't do this I remember one guy went it wasn't even a date I went somewhere and he was there and we ended up going to get food after and he like I remember I wanted to take the pizza home and I was like I'm gonna take the pizza home because I hadn't eaten all of it oh who knows probably in the car on the way home I might just have a nibble of the pizza and he was like why would you do that and I was like what do you mean why would I do that and he was just like yeah well and he was like Caribbean and I was just like Caribbean man like just coming up with bullshit stuff and he's like oh why would you do that that's like you don't eat on the street you're supposed to eat at a table you're supposed to eat at home and I was like who came up with this stuff I was like I've paid for my food if I want to eat take a little bite of my pizza that I've just paid for in the back of my car then I can do that like who are you like like do you get what I mean and it wasn't like oh because the Uber driver might not want you to eat it was like it was simply all these like 
appearances yeah like you're not supposed to do that in public as a woman why are you eating like this why like where? and I think he was something like that's not how your mum would have brought you up or something along the lines of that and I was just like oh go away but I feel like this is what we always do we have all these like things that we should culturally um do you get what I mean like you shouldn't yeah. do this you shouldn't do that so yeah I think it's hard we're actually just hard on ourselves yeah as people as a like as a community as a culture we're quite hard on each other and if you think differently from another black person as well that's the issue so I think I, yeah. I would say more in in-house than out-house do I feel the pressure if that makes sense yeah, yeah. No, for sure yeah. I get that as you said especially with with black men sometimes there are so many expectations you have to be virginal you have to be yeah. dainty you have to be feminine but you have to be a freak when you when it's yeah. time to be a freak it's just it's too much it's too, too much. many too many things well um thank you so much for joining me thank today. you so much for having me um i mean we look forward to unapologetic season two we look forward to more of the zz mill show we look forward to seeing you on the silver screen thank you I mean, yeah it's been really great just to to watch as someone who is you know we have this podcast and you know we do hosting ourselves it's just really great to have kind of someone who's doing it and doing it well and doing it unapologetically no pun intended of course thank you um so don't forget to share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from thank you so much for listening we will be back with you next week until then stay blessed and unapologetically black Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.